Like, no one knows who Nicolas Cage is. Get that fucking loser out of here. Sick of his shit. Overhyped. He ain't made a good film since Con Air. Getting to follow you, getting to know all about Willem. Getting to like you by watching all your films. Well, hi, hello, welcome on in. It's episode zero of Getting Defoe You, the premiere definitive Willem Defoe podcast brought to you by myself, Daryl Edge, and my absolutely delightful co-host, Mr. Petros Patsilavus. Uh, Petros, hello there. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastically well, Daryl. How, 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 how are you this, this fine day as we embark upon a, n- a new adventure? I'm excited. I'm excited. I feel hopeful. Um, I feel uh, full of vim and vigor for the this project that lies out the seasons and seasons of work that we have cut out for us. But um, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling uh, enthusiastic. Um, you know, we've got a lot of Defoe to get to, and that's why. Really, we wanted to do this uh, inaugural first episode for you, dear listeners, just to sort of let you know what you've got coming up, uh, a little about ourselves, a little about Mr. Defoe, and give you basically a statement of intent for getting Defoe you. The reason that we're here is that we really want to tackle... um, a very popular face in Hollywood, considered one of Hollywood's wild men, uh, and get to know Willem Dafoe. We found to our surprise when we were discussing getting this thing together that it's a lot of people out there, a lot of love for Dafoe. The man's got well over a, a hundred films, uh, but no one's really doing the deep dive. And uh, Petros, that's where we're stepping in to yes. try and do some justice to this man. Well, yeah, and I guess before we get to know Willem Dafoe, we, we're going to get to know us as well, right? We're going to get to D- Dafoe us and, like, what we know about the man from a base level, what films we've seen. Not 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 going through list by list of film by film, but, like, a kind of brief overview of the film, like, how much of the man's... I think I, I looked on Letterbox earlier. There are 188 credits to his name in the actor section. I think some of those come down to documentary features and supplements and stuff like that. But I've got I've I've got my percentage of how much of his his body of work I, I have seen, and it's 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 frightfully low. I'm sure we'll get into it later <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah. You know, we start as we mean to go on, and I think. This is kind of the joy about Willem Dafoe. You know, he's got some absolute classic bangers out there, uh, which we cannot wait to tackle. But there's so many films that, um, I think speaking for both of us, we've never heard of before. And I would say right now, on this day of recording, that my Dafoe filmography is uh, embarrassingly low. And what we're aiming to do season by season, is get to know Willem Dafoe a little bit better and then try and get really get inside this uh, 
this maverick's mind. Mm. Um, so I suppose leading on from what you said, you know, how many Defoe films are you familiar with, Petros? Because for me, like I say, um, it's it's embarrassing. It's right now, it's shameful. So as I said, on Letterboxd, yeah, it gives you a, a handy device, a feature that you can look at all of the films you've seen and. Well, funnily enough, that is Letterboxd's whole 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 selling point, right? Is you list the films you have seen, but um, <laughs> it, it gives you the stats and the, the figures to to show you that. And I'm currently on seventeen percent of his filmography, and that translates into hard numbers, hard hard binary numbers as thirty two films out of a whopping one hundred and forty. I'd say, I'd say the rest of it is kind of. As I said, like supplementary material, so I think, and and I've seen some of that as well. Some of it is like the, the Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou behind the scenes. I've got the Criterion Blu-ray of that, so I've I've, I've dived <laughs> into all of that, like like the nerd I am. No one's questioning uh, your your capabilities to get into this. I'm just wondering, does it count if I've seen Sam Raimi's Spider-Man at least fifteen times? Does that mean anything to anyone? Well, that means you're going to be well-versed when we come to tackle that film, when we come to tackle that film. Very exciting. Yeah. We'll get, you know, we will get to your Spider-Mans, your Finding Nemos, your uh, Platoons, your Lighthouses, uh, all the films that he's been nominated awards for. Uh, the highest of highs, the lowest of Defoe's. Uh, Basically, there's going to be a lot of defo wordplay. Uh, you're going to get sick of it by about episode three, but I'm so committed to it and very excited. Um, but I suppose, well, before we go any further, Daryl, can you can you can you tell us a little bit that you know about Willem Dafoe, uh, a a brief history of Dafoe, uh, if you will, a brief de history of Dafoe. Uh, so. The sound bites of Willem Dafoe. Gimme. Um, you know, some some let's set some groundwork here before we embark into a full season. He was born William J. Defoe. Surprise, surprise, Willem is not his actual first name. Uh, Willem was a nickname given to him by a friend in high school. Uh, he was on the lookout for a nickname, liked the sound of Willem, and it stuck with him when he embarked into his acting career. He is the seventh youngest of eight children, uh, five sisters, two brothers. Um, his mother and father are a surgeon and a nurse. So, you know, what a big sort of home life he's had coming from there as well. Um, and he got into theatre, the University of Wisconsin. Prior to that, he said in an interview with The Guardian that uh, he... <laughs> He was making a documentary in high school and somehow the footage included a, in his own words, bare bottom that ended up getting recorded. A teacher found the unedited footage, basically accused him of making a porno and he got expelled from high school. So I love it. Incredible stuff. Um, would leave his theatre studies at the University of Wisconsin to join an experimental theatre troupe called Theatre X, Toured with them for four years. Um, basically, his parents discovered he dropped out of university and refused to support him financially. That's the arts for you. Um, it's not <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> it's the not for everyone. Um, 
come to 1977, he would move to New York City, uh, join Performance Group, would eventually meet actress and director Elizabeth Lecomte before joining the deconstructionist theatre group, the Worcester Group, where he is cited as being one of the co-founders working with him well into the 2000s, years after becoming a big old Hollywood star. But of course, then it all kicks off where the first episode of our podcast will kick off as well in 1980 with Willem Dafoe making his movie debut in a supporting role in Michael Cimino's epic western Heaven's Gate. I think what's fascinating about him moving to New York in 1977, and I think it very much describes the man that we are trying to get to know, is we've got punk kind of burgeoning and exploding at the same time. And I listened to him on WTF with Mark Maron and he said, like, it wouldn't have been a surprise for him to kind of be going to parties and having, like, David Byrne get up and do a song or he'd be going down to CBGBs to watch the Ramones. And, like, the Worcester group sounds like it's very avant-garde and out there, kind of. He was doing the acting version of punk at the same time and i think that is i think that's the, our kind of mission statement right is this guy like the the hollywood punk who kind of maybe does a a film that is is, is a mainstream hit but then at the same time will kind of be darting around with these experimental filmmakers making absolutely batshit crazy stuff stuff that i imagine for us will be an absolute nightmare to track down on any physical or digital media to watch when it comes to tackling them <laughs> on the podcast but we'll cross that bridge when we get there but yeah i i, I think in the the well as i said to you off air i've basically spent my day listening to every interview watching every interview i can and I, I all i can say is i think we're in for a, a wild ride and if wild ride does not describe uh what what we are getting ourselves into because i think we cannot stress enough as well i mean as you touched on there there are some films that we're going to cover which a lot of people have likely never heard of a lot of films which are going to be um absolutely a ball lake to find um but of course we will find them wink wink legally because we support the arts in every way shape and form but there's a lot of ground to cover we're going to try and find out and i think this is key here from a film by film basis willem de friend or de foe stop me if you've heard that one before because i think this is a guy from you know that a lot of people know him but don't really know him and that is the mission statement. And he, I think there's often a perception that he gets typecast as these kind of like psychotic and unstable characters. But, you know, is that completely true? Is that the limit of his range? Is there more to him than that? Um, I want to believe that there is. And through what feels like we will be doing this podcast for the rest of our lives, because <laughs> this man keeps making movies. <laughs> I think he, I think he gets at least cast or announced in about twenty new movies a year. Is what it feels like at the moment. Well, it's it's interesting because for those of you who don't know, me and Daryl come from separate Nicolas Cage based podcasts, and I think we have uh, a predilection and a fascination for the the said wild men of Hollywood. Nicolas Cage being one of them, and I think both of us independently have said on our podcast that Willem Dafoe feels like the not counterpoint, like the 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 symmetrical of Nicolas Cage, right, in that they mm. are they do kind of they flirt with 
indie stuff. They flirt with the mainstream and they kind of move in and out of both and manage to keep credibility, which I think is really cool. I think less so maybe Nicolas Cage because he kind of became an internet meme, whereas Defoe has managed kind of the unthinkable, right? To be cool in both lanes of, of cinema, the 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 tentpole blockbuster Marvel fair and also the, I don't know, uh, Venice Film Festival only seen by a handful of people movies. <laughs> He's... I mean, you cannot say that this man does not have range inside and outside of cinema, which is, um, you know, so exciting. And exactly as you said, you know, we've both come from uh, independent Nicolas Cage-based podcasts, so in many ways this is kind of a, uh, you know, as you said, a symmetrical, a spiritual continuation of the work that we've done and are continuing to do sort of independently as well. Um, And if you know us from those podcasts, then... You know, down the line, there will be some Nicolas Cage crossover, of course, Wild at Heart and Dog Eat Dog as well, which will be um, interesting to revisit through the lens of Defoe this time. Yes. You know, we're taking our Cage goggles off, we're putting our Defoe hats firmly on. And look at, and I mean, comparing the two as well, you know, they've, with the body of work they had, you both think that would they would have had considerably more sort of like nominations and awards than what they have. I mean, Defoe himself has been nominated four times for Oscars and yet to win. Yes. Which is... uh... Yeah, Cage with a poultry, two two nominations, but one win. So at least he's kind of... uh... I know, I I believe Defoe has one win, right? He has... Yes, he has... No, no, he's lost all of them. I take that back. (laughs) I I take that back. I got got our hopes up. Yeah, he's nominated for four Oscars, uh, three (laughs) in supporting roles. So they are Shadow of the Vampire... The Florida Project. Uh, Platoon, I believe, he was first nominated. That is true. And then his Best Actor nomination is for At Eternity's Gate, where he plays Vincent van Gogh. So all kind of, yeah, fascinating kind of like look to see. Early nomination and then kind of free, like one in the middle of yet what is at the moment the middle of his career, 2000. And then two very kind of recent nominations. And and who is to tell, whilst we're doing this, I'm sure we'll probably see another one be adorned on him. And it will be absolute fever pitch here on this pod as we gear up for a a possible Willem Dafoe win at the Oscars. I can feel it in the air, baby. I can feel it in the air, putting that good energy out there. And again, the Willem De Highs and the Willem De Lows, we're covering them one and all. I've got to ask you, Darrow, what do you what do you think of when you think of, of Willem Dafoe? What are the kind of characteristics and the trademarks that come to mind? Well, I think you can't think of Willem Dafoe, and, you know, I have to make this very, very clear, that with the utmost of respect I say this, because he's an actor I very much enjoy, he has a very distinctive face. Mm-hmm. He has a very expressive face, and you have those, like, that big also like a cheshire cat like smile those sort of prominent cheekbones uh, a face that can be contorted when i think of his face i think of you know and this is the millennial in me uh, you type in like william defone like a gif bar and there's that image of him in like the back of a taxi like yes, yeah. and this is you know to sort of uh, bring up the spirit of cage again you know cage obviously a very memed person but defoe you know what is the context of these faces in my mind 
you know, I'm sure that there is, but I want to understand this. Is there sort of more than the expression and the physicality? I want to get into the the psychology of this man and, you know, see, is, is there more to quite often the villains that he's known to portray as well? Um, is it is it a similar thing with the face for you or is it, is it something else that you sort of think of when you when you think about Defoe? I I do think of the face. I think yeah, he's got a very distinct face. He's got a very distinct voice as well. Uh, watching a Wired auto um, auto complete interview he did, one of the things is what is Willem Dafoe's accent? Because he kind of has this almost I don't know I don't know where to place it. It's, I guess it's a Wisconsin accent or I have no idea where that accent is from. It kind of it feels transatlantic. It sounds quite Germanic in places. It's this kind of I'm, I'm working behind the scenes on my Willem Dafoe impression. I have I haven't nailed it at the moment, but yeah, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure you guys listening can in your mind's eye hear Willem Dafoe's voice right now, and it is this kind of rasp, this gravelly texture to it that is always fascinating to listen to and the way he kind of manipulates and bends it in, in the roles he takes uh, maybe that's something we come back to on a season by season basis how our Defoe impressions are coming on as well um, 100% as we just metamorph metamorph Defoe's into this man as well um, but then you know he's he's we say trademarks outside of the face he's a frequent collaborator with certain directors as well so a number of filmmakers you're going to see popping up frequently on the podcast you Paul Schrader's, you Wes Anderson's uh, Abel Ferrara, Robert Eggers Oliver Stone, Lars von Trier uh, uh, Julian Schnabel am I saying that correctly? Or am yeah I just... yeah the director of Basquiat uh, Mirror, and At Eternity's Gate so a lot oh. of directors he won't just I think like Paul Schrader's uh, like five times Wes Anderson it's kind of at the point where it's like if there's a new Wes Anderson film coming out Willem Dafoe's in it like he's in Asteroid City that's coming out and literally by the the time you're listening to this it's probably already out baby (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah Abel Ferrara I think it seems to be he does one one film for someone else, one film for Abel Ferrara. It's really interesting with Robert Eggers that he played Nosferatu in Shadow of the Vampire. Now he's in Robert mm-hmm. Eggers' Nosferatu that is that is filming currently as a as a different character. So like he's kind of stepping back into that world, which I think will be a fascinating kind of counterpoint to look at with those films. Um, Lars von Trier antichrist a film that uh i'm not sure how you feel about it but i'm i'm already frightened having i've seen it but i'm already frightened to re-watch that film and then even more frightened to discuss it on a podcast and uh yeah nymphomaniac 2 so i guess we're gonna have to watch nymphomaniac 1 and 2 to get the context of his character I guess so yeah there's there's uh, and then exodus i believe the tv series he's done with Lars von Trier and Oliver Stone, we have a kind of a pretty great little, I guess would work as a double bill movie. So you have Platoon, Oliver Stone's kind of, yeah, Vietnam epic kind of iconic image of Defoe on the poster. And we have uh, Born on the 4th of July, which is an, an, a kind of post-Vietnam vet story. So yeah, we've got some we've got some interesting stuff to cover just with those directors let alone the kind of 
one-time films he's made with fascinating directors. And, and, and you kind of look down the list of directors he's worked with, and it's a great kind of rogues gallery of some of some of the best to do it right we have we have him directed by martin scorsese not as not as any old jamoke you think of martin scorsese you think about oh he's gonna play some kind of sleazeball gangster no he's got willem dafoe that's bloody jesus christ (laughs) incredible it's just an incredible repertoire the man has played jesus he's been to war he plays a fish um he plays a um spider-man's enemy you think of a role off the top of your head right now. Go on, I'll give you two seconds. Yeah, he's done it. He's already done it. And uh, <laughs> we're going to tell you about everything, which I, I suppose sort of comes up to, um, I suppose, without giving too much away, a little, I guess, how the the seasons are going to work. So uh, the show, the podcast is going to come out in season blocks, 10 episodes per season. And myself and Petros, we've sort of had uh, little administrative meetings prior to this. And let me tell you, we've got the first two seasons as of recording. We've got those planned out. Uh, We've got the films that we're going to cover in those as well. So we've tried to, um, I guess, give a variety. We had the discussion, did we want to do it chronologically? Did we want to really change things up? And we thought changing things up was going to be the best way to go. We're looking to go for a well-known Defoe, film an unknown defoe film something critically rated try to get something from each decade in there and you know the interesting one a random pick from his filmography on wikipedia as well so you can't tell us that you don't have some absolute defoe variety some variety coming for well yeah should, should we let people know what is gonna be coming at them with this first season because when you're listening to this right now you can listen to episode one, right? This is a this is a, this is a, this is a but this is a bumper day for you. You get you get double Defoe, you're double dipping Defoe. You're getting double double Daryl. You're getting double Petros, and you're getting double Defoe. So what 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 can people oh. hop on over and listen to after they listen to this episode, Daryl? Well, once we've set the table for you with a nice little starter, uh, we're going to dive into some mains. So, as you've probably heard in the uh, the intro theme as well, uh, bl- bloody recorded by Petrus over there, he's a multifaceted, multi-talented man, no less. Uh, we said from sort of day one that if we're going to do this, then episode one, we're going to start at the beginning. So episode one is going to be covering the uh, the Western epic Heaven's Gate. Uh, that one is going to be a very interesting one to tackle. But if we're going to do this right, we're going to do it right, baby. We're going to start where it all begins. And then, um, you know, the chains come off. We're going to give you, in season one, the life aquatic with Steve Zizou. We've got Finding Nemo. We've got the last thing he wanted, clear and present danger, to live and die in LA, The Reckoning, New Rose Hotel, tomorrow you're gone and of course antichrist as well which will be a first time watch for me i've heard so much good stuff about it i'm very i'm terrified to watch this movie given the things that i've heard but a varied um eclectic exciting first season and in due course we'll tell you about season two as well but don't you bloody worry about it so yeah is there any films on that list that you're excited about about getting to Daryl. Well, I'll tell you what as well, and I think if you don't know this about me already, you'll come to learn that even though I do a film podcast, I'm an absolute numpty when it comes to films, and I've just seen hardly anything. So 
I think everything except Finding Nemo is going to be a first time watch in this first season for me as well. But The Life Aquatic has been on my to watch list for the longest time. So I am, uh, you know, very, very excited to finally get to that one as well. To live and die in LA. They've got Harrison Ford in there as well, I believe. Harrison Ford is in clear and present danger. Uh, <laughs> to live. This is how little I know about films. <laughs> Look at this. We're learning. We're getting to know Defoe. We're getting to new, new, no new movies, which is uh, which is grand as well. Um, is there any on there that you're excited for? I'm. I, well, I'm excited to talk about To Live and Die in LA because I'm a massive fan of that film. It's a great William Friedkin 1980s crime drama that is really existential. And I'll say no more. I'll, I'll I'll leave that on the table for the discussion of that that pod that you'll you'll be able to listen to in a few weeks' time. Um, New Rose Hotel. I'm I'm kind of always fascinated by Abel Ferrara's work. Uh, massive fan of his film Bad Lieutenant, which uh, got a remake starring Nicolas Cage. Um, mm-hmm. So that one always happy to talk about the life aquatic with steve suzu for a long time my favorite wes anderson film and yeah finding nemo as a dad i'm looking to to revisit i'm looking forward to revisiting that film through parental eyes and maybe being broken to a husk of a man we'll be bearing our souls on this podcast for you make no mistake about it uh, and obviously as well uh, we're not doing this alone each episode each defoe film we will be joined by a uh, fantastic uh, hand selected guest for each episode as well uh, we will be sort of teasing you know the guests as we go uh, right now we know who they are we're very excited to share them in due course but we're going to get in a, a range of people from uh, the internet sphere from uh, critics and comedians and podcasters as well um so we have no doubt that you're going to enjoy all the episodes as much as we're going to enjoy making them as well we are going at breakneck speed uh to do this because we are we're just very excited to get out of the gates. We think we've got something on our hands here. We think this is going to be good. We're going to, you know, keep um, assessing and reviewing and hopefully improving as well. And I think in terms of, you know, we're talking about mission statements at the start in what we want to do with this podcast. And they say with positive mental attitude and putting things out into the universe. Something we've touched on before as well, Petros. And I'm going to put it out there early doors. I don't know when. I don't know where. But as one of the ultimate goals on this podcast, I want to get us to the point where we can interview Willem Dafoe. One of the things I've learned over my days kind of cramming of all things Dafoe is he lives part-time in Rome. So what what one thing I do see on the cards in our future, Daryl, is a romantic getaway, the two of us in Rome trying to trying to trying to maybe spot Willem Dafoe as he sips on an espresso or or is riding a Vespa around the streets of Rome and uh, we can we can either doorstep him or kind of uh, just slip him a business card and be like hey you ever want to talk about your body of work we're the two guys to do it with we are ready we are willing uh, for you, our Defoe King. Uh, so you can expect a <laughs> a live episode in Rome at some point as well, <laughs> which will be extremely exciting as well. F- finding Defoe. With <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's going to be a lot of heinous photoshops coming up for the uh, episode titles as well. Don't you worry about it. Um, and then sort of between episodes as well, we um, 
you know, between the gaps between seasons, have some maybe some special little one-off episodes as well. Some to develop. Uh, to I was trying to mix Defoe and Delve then Develve uh, into some of his other things as well, like maybe some TV stuff, some uh, maybe even some video games. We'll see. We'll see what happens there because Defoe. He's done a lot of stuff, and you know we're trying to cover the width and breadth of this man's career. Yeah, I'd be interested to something that we haven't looked into is obviously we've talked about his kind of extensive work with the Worcester Group. It would be great to see if we could see some of the performances he did on stage if they if they are filmed anywhere. If you're listening and you know of any resources to kind of. Or if you you happen to have like a camcorder footage of a of a or, or or you knew somebody who maybe was around in that scene with the, with the Worcester Group and saw one of Willem Dafoe's performances, we, we we'd love to see it all. We wanna we wanna ingest it all. We wanna be neck high in Dafoe. We wanna be green goblined up to the gills. And I think <laughs> I, I think I just managed to inadvertently make a make a pun on his Finding Nemo character name as well. So pretty darn pleased with that do not tell us that we are not ready don't waste our time with such a silly question we are deborn ready uh, to tackle someone who the new york times described as one of the 25 greatest actors of the 21st century letterboxd most watched actor of 2022 we are here to do it and i'm wondering as well if we're if we're really going to get into it do we like willem uh practice uh, astanga vinyasa yoga every every day as well this this could be a thing maybe yoga special if you guys want it we'll do it we'll do we'll do an episode that will yeah where where we go into learning yoga i believe vinyasa yoga is is hot yoga right is that is is that hot yoga i doubt it have i kind of gone completely off base here so maybe we'll do some regular yoga because i'm not sure i'm not sure my heating bill could uh afford me to, <laughs> to to whack up the heating to to 60 well, it'd be bloody hot yoga when you get these two stud muffins into it let me tell you <laughs> uh but, <laughs> but yeah if you want a rome episode a yoga episode uh you know let us know what you're looking for as we progress as well but really i mean i think unless there's anything else petros i mean i think that broadly covers a lot of stuff we've got coming up um a lot of stuff we're looking to do as well and again if it's not clear we're very excited we are very excited to get started on this and we hope that you will stick with us on this journey and that you'll be as enthralled in the undertaking as uh you know we are to bring it to yourselves as well yeah that is perfect now now you know what we know about willem dafoe ladies and gentlemen so I guess with 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 that said, Daryl, where can people find you online if they do care to to follow you? Where can they find the podcast? Well, if you want to uh, get in touch with us, if you want to follow what we're up to online, you can find us on Twitter at DefoeUPod, D-A-F-O-E-Y-O-U-P-O-D. Uh, we're also on Instagram as well, under the same handle, DefoeUPod. Um, and we've recently, um, we made an email as well. So if, if you want to send us an electronical message, you can get in touch, DefoeUPod at gmail.com as well. So find us on all those uh, avenues. It's time to Defoe, do, do foe this thing. I've been Daryl Edge. I've been Petros Patsilovus. 
and we've, we've been, been getting, getting to foe you. Perfect. Perfect. It's bloody money in the bank. Getting to foe you. Getting to know all about Willem. Getting to like you by watching all your films. Getting to foe you. We'll start with Heaven's Gate. And we'll watch them all till the present day.